Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. When an employee runs off with our secret source, the most confidential of business documents, our first instinct is to crack down with the full strength of the law before competitors can get their hands on it. Lawyer Paul Brennan advises us to pause just a moment and think about what actions to take. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Paul Brennan is principal at Brennan Solicitors. And one thing to consider, he says, when it comes to protecting your business secrets, is the view of the court. As he tells Heather Dawson, we have an advantage there, apparently because the law's conservative when it comes to this sort of business sabotage. Law sees an employer-employee relationship in very old-fashioned terms. It's still one of master and servant. And if a servant goes off and does the wrong thing on you, then the law gets very annoyed. So people who work for you, they owe you a duty of confidentiality. And one of the cheapest things you can do is you can let them know that's the case in law. If they run off with your secrets, you'll pursue them. Would it be wisest to include a confidentiality clause in employee contracts? For sure it would be. Um, So this makes it very clear to them. You have a clause in your employment contract. Often people nowadays, they don't seem to bother with this sort of bit of paper, but it's really very useful, especially if trying to keep secrets confidential. Well, what should that clause say? I mean, just you can't tell anybody about anything that we do around here? Wouldn't it be nice if that were the case? But you know that the law is much more complicated than that. What a judge is looking for is just to protect the secrets that you really need to be protected. So they don't want you to put in a general, don't tell them anything about this firm. They want you to say something that we have certain secrets. They are generally these in very, very general terms, not to let out what they are. And these are what we want to be protected. So it's something probably within your department, say with Coca-Cola, it would be the formula. So I guess that uh, acts in two respects then because it reminds your employee and at the same time it reaffirms your position in court. Look, I think so. Look, if you don't know what your secrets are, you know, it's very difficult to leave it to your employee to work out what he's going to say and what he's not going to say. And maybe a judge might be quite sympathetic if you haven't been very explicit as to as far as what the secrets are. And by the way, when you actually catch up with your employee, the first thing that the lawyer will probably do is say it wasn't confidential information anyway. So it's a good idea to put that in the agreement so there can be no argument or yes, it is. No, it isn't sort of arguments. Well, how do you protect your secrets when you're working with consultants as opposed to just your employees? Well, they're not servants, and this is one step away. So beware consultants. You do have to have consultancy agreements, maybe even far more than employee agreements, because your rights over consultants are that much less. There may be an obligation of confidentiality on them, but you don't really want to leave it to a court and a judge to work out how far you've gone. Put it in an agreement, and then everybody knows. Well, what, in any event, do the courts uh, consider as actionable confidential information? Look, I'm afraid this is tricky, but they'll look for basically three things. What they'll look for, first of all, was there a quality of confidentiality about the information? Again, the Coca-Cola formula is a good one. Everybody knows that that's secret. And hopefully there's certain things in your company, which is the crown jewels that make you different from other people. So your employee should, it should have that sort of aura of confidentiality. The second thing is, 
Was it given in circumstances suggest that it was confidential? Now, some companies stamp their documents and their PowerPoint presentations and all sorts of other things confidential or in strict confidence. But I can tell you that sometimes the employees take this up with gusto and everything is has that stamp on it. So you've got to make sure that if you have a process where you're saying certain things are confidential, that it really is well monitored and restricted. So it doesn't sort of apply to your type of tea bags you use and all sorts of other things. And uh, I think also the courts will look, was it being used to the detriment of the giver? So therefore, if you go over and work for a new employer and start using the client list, then the judge can obviously see that uh, it's giving the competitor an advantage and has to be stopped right away. If it's information which is a little bit less obvious than that, then you'll need to convince the judge that it was something to your detriment. Okay, well, look, it's happened. The employees run off with the confidential information and you want to act fast to stop him using that information to your detriment. So is that when you should seek an order for the ex-employee's premises to be raided? Oh, look, this is one of the real fun areas of law, providing you're not really paying for it. All lawyers like this sort of stuff because it adds excitement and it takes them away from the conveyancing and all the other documents they have. What happens is you go to your lawyer, somebody's stolen your client list or something really important to you, you'll put his coat and hat on and you will be in court very, very quickly applying for that injunction. And because you're doing it without any opposition from the other side because they don't know about it, normally at that stage, if your lawyer fails to get the injunction, then you really are in a, in a bad way and perhaps that's a time you should change your lawyer. But generally speaking, Paul, how easy is it to get this sort of order and what does the judge look for? Well, look, a judge is not going to give this sort of order lightly. The idea in any democratic country of somebody crashing into somebody else's business or anybody else's home with an order for the court, it has to be pretty serious. So a judge will look for three things. First of all, they'll look for a very strong case from you. And often this is actually provided by employees or ex-employees of your competitor who your employee's gone to. I've replied these people on some occasions to be unreliable. They tend to be drunken or have an axe to grind, but they do give excellent information as to the whereabouts of the particular information and can provide a very strong case. Second thing is the seriousness of the damage. If your competitor is starting to go through your client list one by one, then that's something that the judge needs to stop right away. And thirdly, is there some essential evidence to gain? The judge is not going to let you just go and knock down a door and go into somebody else's business or home. There's got to be something that you are likely to find there. For instance, their computer records, your client list, that sort of thing. Now, much as you might want to put an injunction on your ex-employee, there are watchouts, though, in going down this road? Yeah, look, there are, and, and it is a lot of fun. But I can tell you that, first of all, it's just the, the general expense of the whole thing. You will find that you will soon gather a whole cast of thousands. When you actually get to the raid itself, there'll be your lawyer there, that's fine, all standing outside the door, knocking on it with the order. But also there'll probably be a junior lawyer by that time just to help him out. Uh, you will find, be given by the court... You might not believe this, but this is true. A lawyer from another firm to make sure that the defendant's properly advised and to keep an eye on your lawyer and his assistant. You may also have an IT person there because you may need to gather something from a computer. And also you may have your accountant because you may need to add up. Lawyers tend not to do adding up unless it's bills. So you will have an awful lot. When your ex-employee or his new boss opens up his door, he will see a whole crowd of people on the doorstep. And it can be quite uh, scary and, and I guess, um, 
it'll be a real lesson for them. But unfortunately, it doesn't stop there. It'd be nice if the credits rolled. What happens next is you'll have to return to court. And if you've gone a bit too far in describing what was missing, then the judge could be pretty annoyed at you. So you've got to hopefully be fairly honest about what you're going for and fairly limited and be ready for the court case to drag on. Because unless you can settle it, which is all obviously after the raid, which is very satisfying, the court case may drag on for another year or two years and fighting an expense. It's a tricky area of law, Paul, then, isn't it, when uh, protecting your secrets can be pretty complicated and expensive? It can be complicated and expensive, and the best thing to do, first of all, is just to have that agreement in place where you make sure the employee knows not to take them in the first place and that you will get very incensed. But at the end of the day, you have to decide, is it really important? Is it something just hurt pride where you have to let it go? Or is it something essential to your business, which it can often be, and you have to go for it? That was Brennan Solicitor's principal, Paul Brennan. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more BE Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.